So I feel like with every good story, it starts with a boy. Diz Runs Radio, episode 636, starts in three, two, Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode, thankful once again to have DKMS on board as a regular advertising partner, sponsor, supporter of what we're doing, and uh, it's an honor to be able to support what they're doing because you know what we're doing, producing a podcast. It's hardly something that's that's saving the world and and uh, changing lives for dramatically the better. But what they're doing, helping to rid the world of blood cancer and blood disorders, that really is uh, a, a game changer, a lifesaver, uh, something that that uh, is way bigger than this little show, than, than you know what, what we're doing, what we've got going on, which I'm thankful for what we've got going on, but certainly thankful for DKMS and what they're doing. Uh, and once again, what, what they do is they help to facilitate marrow donations between those who are healthy and those who are in need of potentially something to save their life. You know, that, that maybe that's the last, the last piece of the puzzle is getting that, that, uh, healthy bone marrow transplant into the, the person who has blood cancer or another disorder. And if that takes, that's, that's their key to living a, a hopefully a long and healthy, prosperous life after that donation. So, uh, what DKMS is trying to do, why, why they're sponsoring the show, why, why they're, uh, supporting me and, and partnering with me is because they want us as runners, as healthy, fit individuals to get in the database, to, to be willing to, to possibly give of ourselves, to maybe give up four or five days of running to potentially save a life. And all you have to do to do that is head over to DKMS.org, request the free swab kit, which all it is is a Q-tip type thing. You swab it across the inside of your cheeks, send it all back, all postage paid. They take that that you know DNA information that's in there, put it into their database, and if somebody comes up that, that is a match, a perfect match, which the odds are slim, but it's happened over 70,000 times where they've been able to facilitate a match over the, the, the 8 million plus people that are in the pool, um, you know, they'll contact you, coordinate you, get everything you need taken care of. It'll literally cost you nothing but a few days of your time to potentially save a life. So join me in the pool over at dkms.org. Get your free swab kit. And if you want some more information, you can also text the word amazing. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to the number 50555. And uh, we'll talk about DKMS a little bit more as we go. But for now, let's just go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey, guys. My guest today is a woman that uh, isn't exactly afraid to practice what she preaches. As uh, the coordinator of global events for DKMS, her day job is to focus on you know helping the organization helping the organization to achieve its goal. And that is to delete blood cancers. We've talked about several times in the past and, and j- just a minute ago in the introduction, uh, you know, that's, that's what DKMS is all about. And she plays a, a big role in that. But like I said, she practices what she preaches, but she's also participated in races as a charity runner for DKMS. So she's out there raising funds, promoting the cause, doing her part to uh, delete blood cancer as well by pounding the pavement and raising some money to do so. So uh, exciting to have somebody from, you know, a great, a great advertising partner, a great sponsor partner, a great organization doing great things uh, to, to join us today, talk about her running and, and her, obviously her role at, at DKMS as well. So without any further ado, it's a, a pleasure to be able to welcome Ms. Charlie Krause to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Charlie, really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Certainly looking forward to it. And guys, you want to connect with Charlie a little bit on, uh, on the social medias. The, the handle is, uh, Ch Charlie. That's C H C H C H A R L E E. And, uh, uh, Instagram, Pinterest, all, all the places. That's, that's the handle. That's the place to find her. And, uh, as per usual, we'll have things linked up in the show notes. Uh, just like we always do disruns.com slash six, three, six. So if there's anything we talked about today that, uh, strikes your fancy, you want to go back and, and maybe find some links or things like that. That's the place to find them. Disruns.com slash six, three, six. So Charlie, the way we always start off the show is with, uh, a pretty simple question. It's a very simple question for me because I get to ask it, which makes it real easy. Um, for, for some runners, it's a pretty simple question to answer. For some, it's it's a little bit more difficult, but that's just to uh, to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? So actually, I am new to racing. I've been a runner for several years now, probably seriously five years, but I didn't start racing until last spring. Mm-hmm. And 
I started off with a 15K. And from there, I've done triathlons, and I just did a half marathon, but I haven't actually repeated any of the lengths. So it's really hard to say what's my favorite race length, but definitely my favorite running length, just to have fun and let loose, is a nice 10K. Mm. I feel like it's a great chunk of time to relax, but you also don't have to plan that far ahead. Right. You know, it's just six miles. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. It doesn't, uh, you know, it, it, when you get to training for some of those longer distances and, you, and you're running, you know, 10 miles, 12 miles, 15, 18, 20 miles, something like that. Like, yeah, it, it takes a little bit of coordination to the schedule to figure out, how, you know, when to get that, that that mileage in. But yeah, you know, knocking out a 10K, you know, whether it's an hour, hour and a half, for 45 minutes if you're fast, whatever it is, yeah. you know, you, you can you can squeeze that in. So that, that certainly makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah. Being being newish to to the racing scene, um, you know maybe you don't have a, haven't done enough enough races yet to really clearly say this one race is my favorite distance. But which of the yeah. races that you've done uh, is is one that that uh, you know just the race itself, not not so much the distance per se, but but the race, the 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 environment, the whatever it was. Which which of those uh, three races really is is uh, the favorite one so far? With uh, more maybe still to come. Honestly, I really love the New York City Triathlon. I swam it last year, and then I did the full try this year. Um, It's just so exciting to be racing in the middle of New York City to say you swam in the Hudson River and then doing the final 10K through Central Park. Just really fun and exciting, and I've I've had a really great experience both both times I've participated. albeit the first time was only, only swimming, but, um, I definitely want to do more half marathons. I think I've gotten the longer distance bug (laughs) and I really want to explore that. And I, I never thought I would be able to run, you know, for two and a half hours, but (laughs) I'm like, oh, I can definitely do this. And I, I really want to push myself and see where I can go and where that'll take me. Right, right. Be, be careful getting bit by that long distance bug because, you know, <laughs> we'll, we'll circle back in a couple of years and be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm training for my first 50 miler and I've already done a handful of 50 Ks and marathons and stuff. It's a it's a slippery slope that you're on the edge of. So be be yeah. careful. Yeah. And I, I also feel that way about triathlons, too, because mm. I was introduced to it as someone who learned how to swim. Um and it has just become this thing where I want to do several different triathlons every summer and I want to do it all. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Next thing you know, I'll be doing a half Ironman with the half marathon tacked mm-hmm. at the end, you know? Yep. Yep. You, you started, said you got introduced to triathlon by swimming. Is, is swimming something that you've done? Is that, is a, you know, have a, do you have a pass as a swimmer? No, not really. So for me... I was not a very active kid mm. and I didn't really start working out or being active until probably entering college. And I took a swim class my senior year. It was my last semester and I had an extra three credits and I'm like, why not take a gym class? <laughs> and it has, it has changed my life. I learned how to swim properly and I have been swimming like two or three times a week since, and I have just fallen in love with it. And that paired with running. And now I bought a bike in the spring. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really brought a lot of activity to my life. Um, and it's just really fun. Yeah. sounds like, sounds like you, you might be going down that, uh, that multi-sport <laughs> rabbit hole real, real quickly. It's yeah. uh for, for yeah. me, it's always been one of those things where I've, I've thought about doing it and, and it sounds, sounds fun, but the swim just, just gets to me. Um, and it, you know, it's not like, I, I mean, I can I feel like, I feel like there's a difference between like I can swim and then like I can swim, you know, like, like you put me in a pool, splash around, whatever, like I can, I can swim. That's not a big deal. But to go out there and try to swim laps or to try to swim, you know, a half a mile or a mile or two, two, two miles or whatever the distance is for the various lengths of triathlon, like that is a whole nother animal than being able to just kind of swim and splash around at the beach or in the pool or whatever. And, uh, that's, that's holding me back. But yeah, having a good swim class, you know, that teaches you the proper form. That's, that's, uh, I feel like that's gotta be the secret. Yeah, that is. I think that really bridged the gap for me because I used to say, 
Yeah, I can swim as in like I don't die. But... <laughs> right. That's that's me. That's that's how I can swim. Yeah, I, I don't die. I can go to the go to the beach, but now like because I've had that, it has opened up this door and has made it a real possibility. Um and I highly recommend. So if you want to take a swim class and get into triathlon, it's been very fun and at least worth one shot, you know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, you know, I, I live in, in central Florida, so there's, there's, uh, oh, you know, plenty it, of opportunity. It, exactly. Exactly. There's, there's plenty of opportunities. There's, there's plenty of, of lakes. If you don't mind getting in there with the alligators, which I, I mean, oh, I'm not a, I'm not oh. a natural. So that still, that still gives me the, the heebie jeebies a little bit, but I've been down here long enough, I guess that, you know, I, I kind of take the, the pack mentality. If I'm in the, if I'm in the water with a bunch of other swimmers, you know, hopefully I'm not the, that, that weak straggler at the end that, that attracts the attention oh. of the, of the predator. Right. You just, you don't have to be fast. You just aren't the slowest, right, right? Right. Exactly. Don't, don't portray that I'm the weakest or the sickest or the oldest or the slowest or whatever, and just kind of stay in with the group and, and hopefully, uh, you know, be in and out quick enough that I, that I'm okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's something that has been on, uh, you know, kind of on that, that maybe someday list and, and, uh, who knows, you, you never know what the, what the future yeah. holds. But, uh, yeah. I think, I think if I go down that route, taking a, taking a, a class or two, getting some instruction on how to properly do this, uh, is, uh, obviously, uh, part of the, the equation that will have to be done. So you, you mentioned there in the, in the introductory question that, uh, you've only been running for, for a handful of years. So you know, what, what got you started on that route? I mean, you know, a college class got you started in the swimming route, which has kind of led ultimately to some of these triathlon types of things, but where did you, uh, decided to get started with, uh, putting the shoes on and getting out there and, and running a little bit? So I feel like with every good story, it starts with a boy. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, when I first started dating my now husband, he had just gotten in, into running himself and he had really pushed me to start running, at least trying one mile here and there. And I remember thinking, oh gosh, this sucks. This really <laughs> sucks. I was like 18 and like running, it was like hot and humid and I kept, you know, trying to impress my then boyfriend and after a while it it became really fun and it was a really great way for us to like bond and as our relationship has grown we now are doing long runs together and I'm the one motivating him mm. which is a really fun way the tables have turned but it, it was definitely a great way for us to get to know each other and grow right. in our relationship. It does. You say you, you're motivating him now. Does that mean he's not as much into to running at this point? No. And I think because I've done a few races, he's not really a race person. Mm. He definitely is more of a casual, I'm just going to go out and run and run really hard and do it for myself. But since I've been sticking to training plans and a dedicated goal of, you know, running my half marathon, um, a couple weeks ago, I've been running these longer distances. And when I get up, get out there, he'll say, okay, you've gotten out, I'm going to go out and he'll really try and push himself. So it's been, it's been fun to see how, um, we can support each other in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and, it's been nice. We'll like start our runs together and we have a certain point in our route where if one wants to go home and the other wants to go a longer distance, we'll split off and just finish our runs mm -hmm. as we need to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny, you know, hearing you, you tell that story, especially how he kind of got you into it. And now it's more of, he's still into it a little bit, but, but you're a bit more serious about it, but more focused on, on some of the goals and the racing and things like that, because it's very similar to, to my wife and I, where she was the bigger, big runner before we got, you know, when we first started dating, um, and in the early years of our marriage. And then, yeah, it's, it's, it's now it's, it's the roles are reversed where it's, you know, if I don't go run for a couple of days, it's, you know, she's kicking me out of the house to go, you know, burn off a little bit of energy and, and come back a normal person again. And if she doesn't run for a few weeks, it's kind of like, eh, you know, like whatever she doesn't, she doesn't worry about it so much. So it's, it's, it's yeah. funny how, um, I wonder if that's, if there's some type of, of 
link between you know when when somebody pulls you into it and then you know all of us I, I don't know it's just it's just interesting I, I like a paradigm heard... yeah though. yeah it's 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 a it's funny to hear that your story is fairly similar to mine that it's it's the first time I've I've come across that uh, at least that I can remember where where it's been something yeah. similar so so anyway um you know so so been running for a bit and and like you said now you're getting into a bit more of of races and training plans and things like that um has that changed running for you at all has that um that added maybe structure and and having some goals and things like that um improved running made it more of a chore has it has it changed how you look at the sport at all it's actually made it a lot more enjoyable Mm -hmm. um and i think as i'm training for longer distances and going out for longer chunks of time and now that 10k is kind of my short distance uh it's become more relaxing and more of i guess a need for me um i definitely notice myself being crankier when i haven't run in a couple of days um so now that the training plans have integrated runs into my life it's hard to turn back and say oh i'll i'll sit on the couch this morning it'll be fine Mm -hmm. So I, I look forward to them and it really, it really picks up my day and my week when, when I'm able to go out. So it hasn't really put a strain on it. I think it's really opened the door to enjoying it more. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's great because it, it's, it's definitely something that, uh, um, I've, I've seen a few folks or, or known of a few folks who, you know, kind of the running, the, the racing almost takes, takes the shine off of, of the enjoyment of the sport and they've actually, you know, stopped, stopped running races basically and just go back to just running kind of sounds a bit more like, like your husband where you just go out and, and you do it and you enjoy it, but you don't need that, that extra pressure. But yeah, I'm, I'm a, I don't know, pressure is the right word, but, but I, I like having a race once in a while. It's, it's, it's nice. It's, it's a nice change of pace. It gives you a chance to really push it and blow it out and see what happens. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you that, that having that, that little bit of extra structure isn't, isn't a bad thing at all. Yeah. And I think it's been, um, really motivating too. Mm. And I'm a big spreadsheet person. So I always build, um, an awesome Google doc with (laughs) my training plan and I like fill it in with green after I finished Mm -hmm. a run. So that's satisfying too. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, do, do you, uh, have, you know, as we're recording this in, in late September of 2018, do you, do you have, uh, you know, big plans for, for more races in 2019 yet, or are you not that, uh, to that point yet where you've already got, you know, half a dozen races for next year already planned out? I haven't planned anything yet though. I think I may be a little late to the game. Um, some, some colleagues of mine that run races, I do know that they'll start planning out the year ahead very soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I'll probably have to take a look into it. Um, I know I definitely want to run a couple half marathons. I don't know if I'm quite ready for a full marathon. <laughs> uh, who knows? I could I could push myself. But definitely a couple half marathons um, in my region mm-hmm. and probably a couple Olympic triathlons. There, there you go. Like I said, slippery slope. You're, you're, you're on yeah. it. You're on it. And, uh, you know, marathon or not, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's getting you. Um, and I guess yeah. you've got a little bit of time being in, being in the New York yeah. city area, you know, it's not like you need to plan out January, February races as much because, uh, you know, down here in Florida, like, I, like that's kind of our, our hot and heavy race season. So you gotta, okay. you gotta get on that stuff early because once you get into the summertime, it's just too, too bloody hot to be, uh, preparing for things. But, uh, but yeah, you've got, you got a little time left to, to kind of plan things out and, um, yeah, who knows? It, it might not be long before you're, you know, filling out your race spreadsheet a year or two in advance. I know, I know some of those people too, that it's just like, man, all right. Well, so 2019, I'm going to do this, this, and this 2020, this, this, and this 2021. And it's like, Whoa, calm down. Like, how do you, I, I don't know what I'm doing next week yet. What are you, what are you talking about? Yeah. These, these races two, two years down the road. So, yeah. um, so who knows? But, uh, but anyway, so, um, kind of got into running and, and, and enjoying it, getting into the races, really enjoying that dabbling in triathlon, enjoying that as well. Um, all these things kind of moving in, in, uh, the direction of, of, you know, better health, better fitness and, and something that you're enjoying. So it's fun, passion, things like that. Um, where along in this timeline did you start working at, at with DKMS? Was that something that, um, was in place before you got, you got into it after, you know, where, where did that uh, kind of come into the picture? 
So I've been with DKMS for about three and a half years. So it's kind of been in between. Um, I had started swimming when I first started working here. I was a casual runner. And I think my love for or my excitement around racing actually started when our charity racing team for DKMS we started doing cheering squads for them mm. and we would go to like the half marathon with all of our DKMS gear and make noise and bring music and just seeing the energy at the races and seeing just the excitement of seeing one of our racers. Cause that's always really fun when you see someone, you know, or someone um, who's connected to you running. It's very exciting. And so I think that really started to inspire me. And after a few of these races, um, I, I just was inspired to start and see what it would be like for myself. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's uh, experience in a race as a spectator is a pretty awesome thing. But then um, it, it is, it, and for me at least, and I don't know, maybe maybe you've you've noticed this as well. It makes as a, as a participant in a race, it makes me appreciate the spectators much more from, from the times I've, I've been out there spectating. And you're the only one in an area, maybe clapping and hooting and hollering and trying to cheer for everybody. And then when, not, when I'm out there as a runner and you see that spectator that's in a, in a, in a spot where nobody else is or, or the spot where everybody is. And it's a, it's a huge uh, tunnel of noise. Um, it, it really is uh, nice having that, that spectator support. Yeah, it's really unreal. And before I started running and, running these races and looking for the spectators or, you know, getting that little bit of encouragement. I didn't realize as I was cheering how much of a difference it makes, mm -hmm. but man, for my half marathon, there were some people at like mile nine who they were there by themselves and they were cheering and they had like their little cowbell. And I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> this is going to get me through. And you know, you don't realize how important it is to the racers um, until you've been in their shoes, and it's it's a very cool thing. Yeah, it it really is. It's something that uh, I don't do as much as I would like to, but I I make it a point to do it at least a couple times a year, and it's it's just it's just a lot of fun to get out there and just and just yeah try to try to help out a little bit because like you said, it's I've I've gotten the boost before, and so if I can pay that forward, that's uh that's that's a good day for me. Mm -hmm. So. What uh, what what brought you to DKMS? Was it was there a, a, a connection as far as as with with the work that that the organization does with with uh, you know fighting blood cancer? Was was there a link there, or was it just a, a good opportunity? Or how did you how did you stumble upon them and, and get connected? So actually, um, my degree is in international relations, and I was looking to focus on nonprofit and charity work, and specifically global charity work. And as I was looking at different organizations and career opportunities, I was really drawn to DKMS and our mission. Um, I am actually a cancer survivor myself. I don't have a blood cancer. I have thyroid cancer. But because of my experience getting treatment and being able to go back to a normal life and have you know, a fulfilling life. Um, I really wanted to do that for other people and especially with something that isn't as easily treated as my form of cancer. And that really drew me to the mission. And as I learned more about the organization, I really developed a love for what we do and a lot of the people that we help and it's been it's been very cool for me um, the past three and a half years to see how <laughs> that one foot in the door has blossomed into a real passion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, I can imagine that, like you said, even though your your cancer isn't the, the same, isn't a blood cancer necessarily. Um, that that's that's still a shared connection that makes it even more personal than just like hey this is a really great cause and something that that you know I'm, I'm i would love to be able to help support and work with and 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 you know further the cause but but yeah having that that little link i'm sure makes a makes a huge difference yeah it does and sometimes it's really emotional being at work and hearing the stories of um people who are searching for their matches but it's also really inspiring when we get to see that it really does make an impact. And I really hold that close to my heart and it, it really is motivating for me. 
Yeah, certainly. And very cool. Certainly, certainly. And that's, that's a great, uh, a great time to just remind everybody, um, you know, obviously this episode is, is sponsored by DKMS and, and you're talking about, you know, Charlie being there and, and hearing people looking for their match. And, and, you know, if, if you've got a, a blood cancer or, you know, a various other blood disorders as well, but, you know, specifically blood cancer, like that may be the thing that you need is somebody who's a genetic match for you that'd be willing to donate bone marrow to, to, to you as, as the person with the cancer. Uh, and that may be your, your, your best chance of, of beating the cancer and going on and living that productive life. And that is what DKMS is all about is helping to, to bring, bring those groups together, bring the, the, um, the donors and bring the folks that have the cancer that are looking for a donor together and, and wh- how that works out. Uh, as I've said before, and I'll say it again, you head over to DKMS.com and you request a free swab kit. They send you the kit in the mail. Uh, you, you take the, the cotton swab, the Q-tip inside your mouth, put it in the, in the container, postage paid, send it back. And, uh, that puts you in, into the, into the pool, into the, the, the potential donor list. And if a, if a match comes up, then DKMS will contact you and, and help take you through the whole process at no cost to you other than, you know, you give up a little bit of bone marrow and, and a couple of days off of work, a couple of days to recover, but it's not a huge drawn out process. Um, and literally you could be saving somebody's life. And, and so far there's been over 70,000 of those donations that have been facilitated by DKMS. So great, great work. And, and again, like, like Charlie said, you know, international. So it's not, it's, it's a lot here in the States, but it's also all over the world. We're making, making a difference, uh, for people that have blood cancer and, and, uh, Again, hopefully saving lives. So if you're if you're willing to 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 join the cause and, and throw your hat in the ring as, as somebody who's saying, Hey, I'm I'm willing to to you know put myself out there as as a potential lifesaver, again, DKMS.org is the website. Get yourself a, a free sob kit and you can also text the word amazing. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to the number five zero five 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 and that'll give you all kinds of more information and, and all the resources and get your questions answered and all that good stuff as well. So uh, thanks once again to uh, DKMS for their continued support. And thank you guys for continuing to support uh, a cause that's, that's uh, actually, you know, big and important and life-changing for those that are, are impacted by, uh, by blood cancer. So, so Charlie, you, you get there, you, you, you get, you get the job and, and you're working there and you're hearing these stories and, and, um, you know, all of these, 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 again, life-saving or, or life-changing, uh, matches that are being made and, and hopefully life-saving as well. Um, when did you kind of get, I mean, was this, is this always been part of the, the, the thing there as far as being able to, to run as to, to, to raise funds or is that something that's, that's newer for you or, or how did you get involved with actually being part of the, the, the running team the the raising, raising money that way, uh, you know, as, beyond just your day job. Now it's, it's something that you're also doing it with mixing your running in as well. Yeah, so our fundraising team, my role um, in fundraising events, um, I am part of a larger team, and my colleague Michelle has been growing our Team DKMS charity program the past couple of years, and I think we had a few races when I first started, but really over the past two or three years, it's grown into a really great and um full program Mm -hmm. and so as she was building the races and building the cheering squads and building uh relationships with new runners um has just grown and i would go and help cheer um because our entire fundraising team would go and support her and support our runners and I've maybe cheered for like four or five of our team DKMS races in the New York area. And I think after like three or four, I I was like, I really want to start racing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it just kind of happened, you know, as supporting my, my, uh, my colleague. And then when she had purchased spots for the New York city triathlon she hadn't gotten enough racers and one of our other colleagues in the office, she and her husband do um, quite a few races during the year and she had convinced her husband to do the triathlon, but he did not want to do the swim. Mm. And so Michelle had asked me, do you want to do the swim so that he will do this full race? And I agreed. And after doing that and, being part of Team DKMS in that scenario, I got very excited um, and really wanted to keep doing it. 
And so this past summer, when I did the full triathlon, I fundraised um, my full spot for DKMS. And so I was able to participate twice, but um, the second time I really went all in with fundraising. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know for for myself, and I've I've talked to various other folks with with other organizations that that do you know charity events and, and charity running things like that, and uh, I, I've said this before, I'll say it again that that fundraising piece is is kind not kind of is the scary part for me, you know, like like I, I've scary. I've thought about doing this before. Um, one of these days, I'm I'm going to actually pull the plug, and I kind of have a loose plan in place as, as not not quite ready to roll it out yet, but but one of these days, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull the plug and and, and do it. Um, but, but, you know, for somebody who's, who's getting into it, maybe for the first time, like, like you were, um, you know, how, how do you swallow that, that pill to, to do the, the fundraising? Like, is it, is it, is it as scary when you're in the moment as I feel like it is that that's holding me back or is it maybe not as scary as you, as you might, as you thought it was, or, or yeah, go ahead with that. Um, uh, maybe because I'm a professional fundraiser, mm. it wasn't as daunting and, maybe also because I work closely with the woman who runs our charity program. I also knew what she does every day and what she looks for, but it actually seems daunting at first. Um, and depending on the race, you have a different fundraising total. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think for the triathlon, it was $1,500 to fundraise, which that sounds like a lot of money, but, um, if you start fundraising early, you'll then have more time to send out emails and texts and mm -hmm. it really adds up. Um, and I was able to fundraise, um, all of that and really get a lot of support. And I actually had started fundraising late. I probably didn't send out an email until maybe <laughs> a month beforehand. Oh, Lord, yeah. So that was really me hustling to the finish line there. But, I know people who start, you know, four months ahead of time, letting people know what they're doing. And a lot of um, companies will do matching gifts. Mm. So if one of your friends works at a company and makes a donation, they would be able to submit for a match. And then you essentially get double their mm -hmm. donation. And so I have found that to be a really effective way, too, because it's an easy way to add to your fundraising total. Right. Um, and definitely if you don't do charity races all the time or don't do a lot of fundraisers, people are willing to give, you know, that, that gift to you because mm -hmm. you're not asking them all the time, you know? Um, so it, I was surprised how quickly it came together. Um, and $1,500 is a lot, but there are some people who I've seen them raise like, five thousand right. dollars or more and it's just insane yeah and, and, and like you said that's that that matching matching program that you know obviously not all every company is going to have that but those that do i'd never heard anybody mention that before but that's that's a great thing to keep in mind too and, and you know it, if, if you're trying to talk a, a friend in and they're, they're a little bit hesitant but you can go hey you know if, if you can just give me 10 bucks like your company is going to give 10 bucks as well so that's 20 you know like it, it like you said, it, it makes your job a little bit easier, but also might help to get a couple of folks off the fence uh, to to you know donate because they know that that it's it's a it's a two xer for you um, just by by mm -hmm. them submitting that that form. Yeah, exactly. And I think also with um, online fundraising pages that are similar to like GoFundMe, mm -hmm. I know DKMS has their own similar uh, system it makes it easy for people to give smaller gifts and those just really add up and you can see it all compile and come together toward your fundraising total. And so then I think that also helps, um, with the perception that every little bit does count. Right. Right. Yeah. And, it, and you know, it, 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 uh, with, with how connected we can be these days, like, yeah, a dollar, $2, $4, whatever, like, you know, you skip, you skip your coffee one day and you donate that to somebody's cause and it, you know, you get enough people doing that and it really does add up pretty quickly. And, 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 you know, as, as you know, from, from being on the, on the inside, you know, those little donations, you put enough, like they, they, they make a difference. You know, you don't need to have 
just the huge donations, those are obviously always appreciated, but those little ones, you put them together and it, and it makes a difference and, and you see that every day. Yeah. Yeah, I do. And, um, I've seen it from the event side of things on what I see every day. Um, I have someone who raises thousands of dollars each year just from getting $25 donations. Mm. Um, and every little bit counts. Yeah, certainly, sure. certainly. Um, which races are are D- is is DKMS associated with these days? I, I feel like I, I mean, you mentioned the, the New York City Triathlon. I feel like I remember you know seeing that the the New York City Marathon is one of them too. Uh, might be a little bit late for people to, to get on board this year unless they really want to get after it fundraising. It may not even be spots available, but you know, like like we said earlier, people are already looking into 2019 for what races to run. So if somebody's thinking about maybe running a race or or, or kind of planning out their their schedule for 2019, and they're like, you know, have heard the the you know me talk about DKMS before, and now here in here in your story from the inside a little bit more like you know what i i'm gonna do it you know i not only am i part of the 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 donor pool but i'm gonna i'm gonna do some fundraising as well what races are you all associated with so we're actually associated with quite a few and if there are if there is a race that you're interested in but we aren't partnered with them you can still race with dkms you just need to contact um my colleague michelle um, and her email, I can give it to you, Denny, and you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, absolutely. We'll do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she can work with anyone no matter where they are. But, um, in years past, we've done the United Airlines half marathon, New York city triathlon, New York city marathon this year. Um, and this year we're actually doing the Marine Corps marathon in DC. So, I think we still have spots open for that. I know that's a month away right. and a little tight, but, um, and I think we have a few more. Um, but like I said, any and all options are available. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it's, I, well, a, a couple of, of, of thoughts and, and I don't know that I'm gonna have a specific question, but I'll, I'll, at least spit out the words in my head and see what, see what comes of it. But, you know, you mentioned that, that there's, you know, a, a growing list of races that you're directly related to. But if, if, you know, if, if travel's an issue, you know, uh, it seems like from, from, from what you said, you know, a couple of races in, 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 uh, New York, of course, and DC. So kind of in that, that Northeast area, um, or mm-hmm. at least mid Atlantic and, and into the, into the new England Northeast area. Um, you know, and, and for people that are in that area, that that's great. It makes it easy to, to run those races. You can get in instead of having to go into lotteries, things like that. Um, but for people that, that aren't there that are farther, you know, farther away where all of a sudden now travel becomes a, another expense and, and lodging and things like that, that, that have to go into it on top of training, on top of fundraising, things like that, they can pick a race that they're already going to do and still, dedicate the, you know, do still do the fundraising towards, um, towards, towards DKMS. How does, how does that impact the fundraising? So for each of those races that you're associated with, I, I'm assuming that there's a, a distinct goal. If, if you're doing your own race, you know, wh- whatever race it might be, is there still a, a minimum? Do you just get to set your, your goal? Like how does, how does that side of the thing work for people that might be on the fence thinking about it, but can't make it to some of these races that you're officially partnered with? Yeah. So, um, You're exactly right. Um, My colleague who manages the program, she works with each person who's doing their own DIY uh, Mm -hmm. fundraiser to set what works for them and set a plan for how they'll reach it and just really tailor makes um, the fundraising. So it's definitely accessible and she makes it as easy as possible for um, people to participate and raise funds for DKMS. Gotcha, gotcha. So it's all just about getting getting in touch with Michelle, and 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 you'll figure out your own plan for for the fundraising and what you need to do, and and she'll support support the person and things like that. Yeah, exactly. Awesome, awesome. And again, guys, uh, disruns.com slash 636. We'll make sure we've got uh, Michelle's contact information and, and maybe a link over to the website and stuff like that as well in the show notes. So if you're if you're feeling a little bit moved and you want to want to test the waters a bit and, and try it out. Uh, Michelle will be happy to, uh, to, to help you out. And again, disruns.com six, three, six, we'll have the links there. So, um, Charlie, so, so, you know, you're getting, 
kind of back maybe a little bit more to to you and 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 we'll tie in still some still some DKMS stuff. But you know, you, you've you've only run a handful of races, at least at least one, maybe maybe a couple of them have been DKMS related. Uh, ha- have you done? You know, have either of your running races been not charity races? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. Actually, both of my running races have been totally on my own, okay. um, and I've done them with my best friend. So we've just had a really good time and they've both been like my longest runs. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good, good. I, I've, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I've done the charity piece, um, for the triathlon, but since running is, I guess my fun side, mm-hmm. side passion, um, I've just gone and done just races for myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. Is, is there, and, and maybe you don't have, maybe, maybe it's still a small enough sample size that it's, it's hard to tell, you know, maybe, maybe this is a question for three or four years down the road when you've done a variety of, of additional races and you've got more, more uh, experiences to draw from, but in your experience so far, has, have you noticed a difference between other than the fact that it's a triathlon, which of course makes it a huge difference, but <laughs> have you, have you noticed a difference between running the races, like you said, with your friend, running it for, for fun, not, not having that, that charity component involved versus doing a race where you, where you are, you know, you're wearing the, the team DKMS, you know, uh, gear and, and, and you're, you're running, you're, you know, you've got the cheering squad that's, that's looking for anybody wearing, wearing the DKMS stuff and they're going to go crazy. And of course they, they know you, so they're going to go even crazier. Um, ha, has there been a, a noticeable difference about maybe the preparation for the race, how you, how you, how you feel on race day, anxiety, nerves, anything like that? Or, or has it been fairly similar one way or the other? It's been fairly similar. I think definitely having the cheering squad and having like at least 10 people at a hub mm-hmm. screaming out your name. I think that's just the most exciting thing ever. Um, and I was definitely missing it on my other two races. So I think that is a really great benefit to the charity racing. Um, because you typically do get that your own cheerleaders, um, along the way. Um, but in terms of preparation, I, I don't think so. I maybe have done more social media, like promotion, um, ahead of, charity racing just one for pushing fundraising and pushing the cause and that i'm doing the race um whereas the other races i just you know i just show up Mm -hmm. and i do it Mm -hmm. yeah that's that's uh that's definitely my style it's just just show up and and have a good time and and uh you know one of these days I'll, I'll probably get back to taking a race serious, but for now it's like, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to hang out and have a good time. And, uh, but, I, but you know, again, there's no reason I can't do that after already raising some money for a cause. So I need to, I need to stop saying I'm going to do this one day and, 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 uh, make it, make it actually happen. But, um, as we're getting to, uh, to, to kind of wrapping things up today, Charlie, um, first and foremost, I, I you know, thank you for, for adding a little bit more, more insight into, into what, what you all do. And, and certainly, uh, I'm, I'm happy to be able to continue to help su- support and promote and, and do what I can to, to further the cause. But, um, looking back on, on, you know, kind of your, your handful of years, you know, five ish years of, of running at this point. Um, you know, the, the way I like to, I guess I'm getting ahead of myself here. The, the way I like to, to wrap up the, the conversations is with something I call a philosophical question, which, which, uh, can sometimes sound a bit scary, but it's really not any different than any of the other questions I've asked. It's, it's open-ended. Uh, it's maybe less specific to, to your story, although I'm, uh, you know, going to tie it in a little bit more specifically to you, but, uh, it's, it's just a fun way to, to wrap up the, the chat and, and it can be a long answer, short answer, something in the middle, whatever, whatever works best for you. But, uh, you know, I feel like you're still new enough into, into running that you can probably remember kind of life before running and, and, and where it is now. You know, some, some of these folks that have been talking to, they've been running for 25, 35 years. It's like, it, it's, it's impossible to ask them a question about what running was life before or what life was like before running, because you know, they, 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 it, it's the memories have washed away and all replaced by, by running related memories. But, uh, would, would be curious, you know, being still kind of newish to, to the sport. Um, how has, has running, or can you, can you think of, of one or two or whatever it's philosophical. You can answer with as many as you want, but, uh, any ways that running has, as you can, you can absolutely point to like, you know, running has changed me because X, Y, Z, or I wouldn't have done 
this if I hadn't got started with running? And, and don't just say I wouldn't have run a race because that's that's obvious enough. But you know, some something something that that you know, if you hadn't started down that path, if you're if your then boyfriend now husband hadn't hadn't got you into a pair of shoes and out the door that first time, um, are there anything you can look at and say, wow, I, I don't think that that this would have happened because and, and the reason it did happen is because of running. If all that jumbled question makes sense. Let's see. I mean, I definitely think I probably wouldn't have taken that swimming class Mm. um, and just general activity levels. I probably would not be as active um, just knowing my pre-runner self. Um, I would probably be much more stressed out um, because running does give such a great release for me. Um, and I, I think I would be more bored, mm. um, cause it's a great activity to do when you have, I guess, a quiet afternoon and you're like, well, well, I have some time, you know, let's just go out or, you know, it ends up bookending my weekend in a really nice way where I can get a lot more done because I've gotten my run Mm-hmm. Um, in for the day and I'm ready to take over the world. Um, and so it's really motivating in that way for me as well. Um, and yeah, I think I also wouldn't be as much of a morning person too, mm-hmm. because I used to want to sleep in, um, every day and <laughs> now I really covet those cooler mornings especially over the summer mm-hmm. uh when you can get out before the sun gets really hot and so i think for me that's shifted my life more towards the morning mm. um it's hard to say exactly but i i definitely would say running is a contributing factor there yes yes i i, th- I my head was not in the whole entire time i got a feeling that the folks listening their heads are, are nodding on a few of those things <laughs> as, as well so um it, it's it's great stuff and, and glad you glad you found team running and uh you know welcome welcome to the club like i said be careful about that slippery slope because you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna be going down it before long i can i, can, I got that yeah. feeling uh so be careful yeah. but uh guys once again uh uh check out everything that that uh, charlie's got going on follow along on, on the social media at uh, Ch- Ch- Charlie, C-H-C-H-C-H-A-R-L-E-E on, on all things social, disruns.com slash 636. And once again, we'll have, we'll have things linked up to, to connect with Michelle. If you want to do some, some fundraising, if you want to join Team DKMS at one of their races, that information will be there. And if you're doing a, a different race and you just want to raise some money for a very great cause, um, you can contact her and, and she'll get you squared away. We'll have all that contact information there. Once again, disruns.com slash 636. So, uh, Charlie, thank you for uh, for taking the time to, to chat with us a bit today and, and share a bit of what you've got going on. You're running and, and how it blends in with the uh, the professional side of your life as well. And, and certainly, uh, you know, on the running front, certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward and, and looking forward to uh, seeing that that progression down the slope into longer and longer things and, and, and getting into more races and all that good stuff. Uh, and on the, uh, the, the, the professional side, uh, just, you know, continue to, to do the great work that, that you and, and the rest of the team over at DKMS are doing. And, uh, you know, if there's anything that, that, that I can do or, or we, we as, as a running community can do to, can do to continue to support you, um, just let us know and we'll be happy to do it. So thanks for the time and, and all the best going forward. Thank you so much. It was such a pleasure this morning. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. I hope you enjoyed the conversation between Charlie and myself. And as always, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from this episode. What was something that we talked about today that uh, stuck with you a little bit, resonated, made you made you stop and think, scratch your head, hit rewind so you could hear it again? What was that thing from today's episode? For me, it really came right there towards the end when Charlie was talking about some of the, the ways that uh, you can really see that, that her life has changed or some of the, the, the things that since she started running – has has you know some of the different paths and different different things that she's she's done and, and what running has brought to her life that uh, you know I think we can all kind of look back and maybe kind of connect some of those dots and be like wow uh, if I hadn't started running where would I be right now and that that just really resonates with me right now because with where I am you know professionally and, and doing this as as you know doing the podcast and and some speaking and some running and some racing and coaching and, and all of the ways that that running really um 
I mean, it's, it's something I do for fun. It's something that I do for, for work, which is awesome because my work is now my fun as well. Um, it's, it's just, it's really all encompassing so many areas of my life. And, you know, when I think back on my, my running story and, and journey or whatever, whatever you want to call it, you know, how much I didn't like running, how I hated running for so long and then it tolerated it for a number of years and then kind of dabbled in it a little bit more. And eventually who knows how, how that all played together, but eventually it really just became something that I couldn't imagine not doing even before all of this started, you know, I just really loved running. And, you know, fast forward another five or eight years and, and here we are. And so it's just, it's just crazy to me to, to think about how all of those things piece together sometimes and, and hearing Charlie talk about how that did for her and how it helps with her stress and how it helped her to get into taking a swimming class. And now she enjoys triathlon and just all of those things just really made me stop and think about like, wow, like it's the, the, the way the dominoes fall sometimes is pretty, pretty crazy. You could, uh, you know. For me, at least, I could have never drawn this up, but now looking back, it, it's I I couldn't have done it better if I tried. You know, it's it's pretty fantastic. So that was my takeaway. What about you? What about you? What stood out to you from this episode? Let me know. Shoot me a tweet at DizRuns. Shoot me an email, DizRuns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for this episode, DizRuns.com slash 636, and uh, get get your feedbacks, thoughts, takeaways there. You can also get you know in contact with the folks from DKMS if you want to join one of the teams or... or uh, you know, and, and of course, there's a link there as well to support by joining the, joining me in the pool by giving up a little bit of your your cheek swab sample uh, and and getting in that that the list of people who would be willing to potentially save a life if the the match ever occurred. If your if your lines of, of code match up with somebody else in need, are, we, are you willing to do it? I know I am. I'm, I'm pretty sure you are too. But the first step is to get to DKMS.org. And uh, get that free swab kit. Or, or once again, you can text the word AMAZING. That's A-M-A-Z-I-N-G to 50555. So with that, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed this one. I hope you enjoyed, you know, obviously we're talking to, to Charlie who works at DKMS. But get to hear a little bit more about the organization and, and some of the details to it. Some stuff that, that, quite honestly, I didn't know as well. So hopefully hopefully that was fun for you. Uh, I certainly appreciate it. It makes me even more excited to, to have DKMS as a partner. And, and again, hopefully you'll consider joining me in the pool, helping them out. But uh, until next time, please be well. Take good care. Thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Take care, guys.